Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Welcome to you all today. Welcome especially to visitors here to Freedom Church Online. It's great to have you with us. We never expected our Easter Sunday service to be like this. Our plans have all been changed. Your plans have all been changed. But it is great to have you with us today for our Easter Sunday. Today's a day that as Christians we celebrate the truth that Jesus died on the cross, taking all the consequences for our mistakes, what the Bible calls sin. He died that dreadful death, which we remembered on Good Friday on a cross, that then Easter Sunday comes, we remember that he overcame that death. The burial chamber, the tomb, it is empty. And he's gone to prepare a place for us to be with him, with his Father God in heaven. He has got a place ready for us. It is a day of celebration. And at this point, every preacher wants a crowd to cheer and to kind of go, woo, and we're all by ourselves in different places. Please think of all those people giving their best shot today. But I encourage you, maybe you can comment or hit the like button or whatever works for you if you're watching online. And let's celebrate today. It's Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday is a special day. Let me read to you from Luke 24 about that first Easter Sunday morning. Here are the words from Luke 24. It says this, but very early on Sunday morning, the woman went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in and didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking for the dead among someone who is alive. He isn't here, he has risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered, yes, he'd said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men. <laughs> There's a whole other story there. And so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. 2,000 years later, we're still wondering what had happened on that Easter Sunday morning. I want to talk today and ask you the question, is the Easter story a story of faith, hope or just optimism? Optimism. I, I am a positive person. I, I love to be smiling and to be positive about the outcome of the day. It's going to be a good day. Um, and today's going to be a win for us as a family or for myself, or whatever I'm doing. And, and yes, it can be really frustrating to people around me. My glass is always half empty or most of the time it's half empty or even overflowing. I like to look at life as a positive outlook. Optimism is a disposition or a tendency to look on the more favourable side of events or conditions. It's to expect the best outcome. That's how I tend to live my life. Simon Sinek, who is an author and um, a presenter, wrote this week online. He wrote this, optimism is the foundation of hope and hope keeps us moving forward. There is light at the end of this tunnel and we will get there together. 
optimism. It's useful, but it can also be damaging. It, if it's used without any merit. We can be optimistic, but really, are we just putting a brave face on difficult circumstances? It's a challenge to us. The word optimism might be in the dictionary, but it's not in the Bible. Now, I know some of you straight away are gonna be shouting at the screen right now going, yeah, what about Philippians 4.13? I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. It's a famous verse, I understand I've used that verse, but the truth is out of context, that's not what Paul the writer was saying there. He wasn't saying you can do anything. What actually happens there is Paul is writing uh, to the church in Philippi and he's saying to them, I've known what it's been to be sick and to be healthy. I've known what it's like to have wealth and to go without. I've known what it's like to be hungry and to be satisfied. He said, but it's more than that. It's, it's, it's truth. He's saying, I can do those things through Christ who strengthened me. That list I just gave you, the ups and downs of life, I can do those because Christ gives me strength. I can't do everything, I can do those things. I can handle and manage the ups and downs of life. Putting that on a bumper sticker or on a Christian t-shirt to wear at a Christian event doesn't make it always the most helpful verse to be used. Yes, it's optimistic, but we need to be more than that. We don't want our Christian truths just to come down to uh, truth out of context, to, to, to make statements that aren't fully true. You know, mentioning no names, uh, but when we heard a couple of weeks ago, someone announced to a nation that every church building will be packed again for Easter Sunday. Uh, that's not true. Optimistic, yes, but not true. And here we are on Easter Sunday, and I'm praying that churches are more packed than ever today, but maybe not in buildings but there are people engaging with the Easter Sunday message in different ways through the internet, online, uh, in different services across the world at this moment in time. I may be optimistic in nature, but we as Christians and myself as a human being, I'm not immune from sickness and difficulties and challenges. I face those things the same. We must be really careful in our triumphant declaration of verses of scripture that we don't disregard our reality. Optimism though, it is the foundation of hope. And if we have optimism, then the next level, but hope. The Bible talks about hope loads. 200 times it appears in the word of God. Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is full of this confident hope. This word confident hope appears six times in Paul's letters. He uses it regularly. We talked about it last week in the Flourishing in Isolation midweek Bible study. And it's such an important point that Paul is saying our hope is more than just everyday hope. Hope is choosing to believe, to desire, to trust that the future uh, will be okay with reasonable confidence. That's what the dictionary says, but Paul is saying we can have confident hope. Not just reasonable confidence, but confident. We can have this almost oxymoron that our hope is more uh, confident than we could possibly imagine. It's more believable, more hopeful than anyone else. Easter is the time we are choosing this message that whatever we are experiencing, we are living in the in-between and the not yet season. Whatever we experience this moment in time, we are experiencing some hardship this Easter. That is true. But Easter can still be full of confident hope. 
We're living in that season, the not yet, the still to come, the waiting, the, the longing. It's Good Friday, but Sunday's coming. That Easter Saturday we often don't talk much about, but that moment between death and resurrection. We're living in that season of hardship and uncertainty and darkness and waiting. And that's where hope is so important. There is hope of something to come. We know that we're not where we used to be. We know we're not where we want to be. And we're living in that in-between time. It's Good Friday, but Easter Sunday is coming. It's here. Resurrection. We have a hope. And I'm loving seeing all those hope banners all around our nation right now. Many windows around our town here in Romsey uh, have got people's handmade, hand-drawn rainbow banners of hope. The words of hope, celebrating the NHS. It was great again on Thursday night to be clapping and applauding the members of our health services who do such an incredible job, especially at this moment in time under great pressure. And those banners with the rainbow on them declaring hope for us all. But that rainbow, is an ancient biblical uh, analogy giving us that symbol of hope. It is this idea from the story of Noah, where Noah and the flood, the flood dissipates and, and the animals are released from the ark and God presents a rainbow to Noah and he says, this is my promise to you, that I will never flood the earth again. That's what he is saying to Noah at that point. That the hope, the rainbow, gives us that sense of actually this Easter, we can have confident hope, that we can be hopeful, that as we talked about last Sunday, we can choose joy. It's a choice that we can make to be a hope dealer. I want to encourage you, I'm praying that we would be contagious Jesus followers, that when the world gets darker, the light gets brighter. We don't need to hide our light at this time. We are people of light. We are people of hope and we need to celebrate what we are believing this Easter time. But if optimism is a good thing, and if faith of hope is the next level on, if optimism is a foundation of hope, then hope is a whole other level to faith. Faith. Faith is being certain. Hebrews 11, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things that we cannot see. If optimism is the natural tendency to look at life on the positive side, and hope is choosing to believe that or desire or trust the future with reasonable confidence, then faith is having a long-term, eternal hope. Being supremely confident in God himself, that what he has planned for us will come to pass, maybe not today, but one day in the future. Jim Stockdale was a prisoner of war for seven years in Vietnam. And after his experience, when he was locked up in that place for seven years, he was interviewed by uh, Jim Collins, who wrote the book on leadership called Good to Great. It's one of the most famous books on leadership. And he said these words in his interview. He said this, I never lost faith in the end of the story. I never doubted not only that I would get out, but that also I would prevail in the end and turn the experience I was having into the defining event of my life, which in retrospect, I would never trade. Amazing comments. And then when Collins asked him, who didn't make it out of the prisoner of war camp in Vietnam, Stockdale replied, oh, that's easy. He said, that's the optimists. They were the ones who said, we're gonna be out by Christmas. 
and Christmas would come and Christmas would go and they'd still be inside. Then they said, we're going to be out by Easter and Easter would come and Easter would go and they would still be like, oh, okay, well, where will we out by next Christmas then? And it would come and go and eventually they would die of a broken heart. Their optimism was positive, but it wasn't facing their reality. And then he carries on and these words here have become known as a Stockdale paradox. And he said these words, this is Jim Stockdale speaking. He said, this is a very important lesson. You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they might be. In this season, we need to face the brutal facts of our current reality, but we must never give up on our faith, that long-term hope, that belief that there is greater things to come. As followers of Jesus Christ, that is the story of Easter, that we are facing challenging times, we are facing uncertainty in our lives, in our, in our families, in our communities, but there is faith in all that is to come. 2 Corinthians 5 says these words, therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from our Lord. For we live by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, not by sight. We might be seeing terrible things in front of us, but we're choosing to have faith for stuff that we cannot see. Craig Rochelle, the church pastor and author, says these words, you can have faith or you can have control, but you can't have both. You can have faith or control, but you can't have both. Oh, we would love to have both, but you can't. You can have faith or control, but you can't have both. I may be naturally optimistic, which is a good thing in my book, but we need more than that. Our hope is not in a system or social distancing or even a government. Our hope, our confident hope and our rock solid faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 40 says, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. The Christian story of Easter is not simply well-intended optimism. It's not even a story just of hope that it all work out somehow in the end. It's more than that, it's a story of deep, generous love of Jesus Christ who died for us so that we can be connected, reconnected to our Father God in heaven, to have faith in him. Faith that the tomb is empty, the cross has been overcome, that the story of Easter is not just a myth, but a reality, that Jesus was not just a good man, but he was and is the Son of God. Easter is a story of faith, believing in something that we cannot see. We may know the stories, we have to have faith to believe them. Our lives in lockdown right now is an expression of Easter. We are living in uncertainty. We want to be optimistic about the immediate future. We watch the news and we think, oh, never. But then we fill ourselves again with hope about next year. What is to come? We choose to be confident, hopeful people by having faith in God, that he will do what he said he will do. To have faith that all who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ will not perish, but have everlasting life. To have faith that he who said he's come to bring life in all its fullness was a true statement, and we have got all of that ahead of us. It's resurrection 
Sunday, people. The chains have been removed, darkness has been broken, the curtain has been torn, and you and I are free as we step fully into faith. I want to invite you today that if you want to be a person of faith this Easter, then this is how. The Bible says, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. If you want to be a Christian today and make a decision to give your life to following Jesus and living your life his way, then I want to invite you to say the prayer that's going to appear on the screen in just a moment. Father God, this Easter I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross in my place. Today I receive your love and forgiveness. From this day on, I choose to follow you. Amen. If that is your prayer today, if you've said that prayer, then please let our online team know. We would love to hear from you. Uh, write a comment or click on the prayer button and we'll pray with you and meet with you. Get in touch and we'd like to help you on your Christian journey. And as we bring things to a close, um, I also want to pray for Freedom Church and for all the visitors watching this Easter Sunday. And my prayer is that you would be more optimistic in this lockdown season, that you would choose a confident hope and find a way to live each and every day by faith, to walk by faith and not by sight. Happy Easter to all of you. May you know the presence of God with you in your home today. Thank you so much for joining us. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk Thank you for listening.